On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Hello and welcome to The Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, May 7th, it is the weekend. It is Ian Cameron, and it's the weekend, which means it's Vito. Renus Vitalin's joining us, as he always does, on the weekend edition of the Ice Guys. And we are joined once again. The special guests just keep on rolling on in. Uh, and once again, we have another uh, special guest with us today, former pro hockey player, East Coast Hockey League, uh, over in Europe for many years as well. And now he's actually teaching at the same place. Our friend of the show, Brett McLean, who's been on with us a bunch of times, also is at the Hill Academy, teaching the next generation of hockey players to keep this great game going for decades to come, right? Uh, Travis White joining us on the Ice Guys. Travis, it's great to have you. How are things? Yeah, thanks a lot. No, great to be here. Excited for the show. No, no doubt about it. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, your hockey past, how many years you played, where you played, and uh, obviously uh, we were talking off air what you're up to now, what you're doing right now at the Hill Academy. Just uh, talk a little bit about all of that. Um, yeah, so originally I'm from um, out west. I'm from a small town uh, farming community outside of Winnipeg, about 30 minutes outside of Winnipeg. Really small town, like 75 people, and that's not exaggerating at all. It's um, really small. Played my uh, minor hockey there, played midget junior hockey there, and then um, ended up getting a scholarship to University of Maine. So I was at Maine for four years, and then I played minor pro um in the east coast hockey league and a little in europe for about eight years and now um i got my teaching degree at maine so now i teach um at the hill academy uh grade 11 grade 12 english and then i coach uh, the prep hockey team there as well so stay pretty busy no question about that and of course brett was just talking the, uh, the other day that you've had some uh great kids there that have been coming through the hill shane right among them so uh, i'm sure that definitely uh, keeps you uh, busy uh, how much of the playoffs so far, uh, Travis, have you gotten to watch? And uh, obviously, um, it's been a, a very interesting start so far to the playoffs. Just some initial thoughts on uh, how the playoffs have been so far. Yeah, no, I've been trying to watch as uh, much as I can. Um, pretty disappointed the Leafs won last night, but, you know, we can get into that later. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's been, uh, you know what, just a little back and forth. Um, in terms of the games, never really knowing what's going to happen, you know, especially the goaltending scenario in Pittsburgh 
which that was wild, the triple overtime game. Um, you know, the, the Oilers losing the first one and then just dominating the last two. Um, and then, uh, you know, what a former main kid as well, starting for Swayman for Boston, starting last night and them getting that victory. So that, like that, that's a series. And even, um, you know, Colorado just squeaking by the second game by one goal. So it's, um, you know, why it's, it's, I think we all knew going in these series were going to be, you know, quality and they they haven't disappointed. Uh, they sure haven't. Uh, Vito, let's give you some praise, man. You are rolling here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I see it on Twitter, at Vito Picks. You should be following them. Uh, I've had a decent playoffs. I obviously had a phenomenal regular season, 40 units of profit, you know, $100 better. That means, you know, you're up a, you're up a good amount, uh, obviously. Even if you just bet $100 per play with uh, 40 units on the season, you're up $4,000. So that's pretty good, uh, obviously. But Vito, you're off to a a very strong start here uh, in the uh, NHL playoffs. And uh, I think it kept going last night with a sweep. So you're obviously enjoying the Stanley Cup playoffs so far, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, only play I lost actually was Panthers. And uh, that was the early in the beginning of the playoffs. And now I'm on a 7-0 run. So basically 7-1 seven, seven in the playoffs. There you go. Pump that chest. There you go. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I played Minnesota. Maybe a little bit different view on that game. Like many others, but yeah, Minnesota came out very great, great uh, play. Also had this Carolina and Boston over five and a half, and basically not pushing too much, you know, just put, keeping it simple. I think like two, two plays per night, and uh, have already one play for today. And uh, well, this uh, I'm still thinking what to add, you know. So, but overall, yeah, it's uh, going pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. And hopefully uh, we keep it uh, rolling today. Uh, all right. As we've done with most of our guests, I think maybe one we didn't, but overall, whether it was Bobby Ryan, Andrew Gordon, Ryan Johnston, Stephen Fournier, everybody who's been with us uh, this week as a special guest on the show, we've done a little trip down memory lane segment with them uh, and go back to their past and uh, really get to see some of the things they were all about, you know, when they played the sport of hockey. But you're going to think, hey, we got Travis White on. We're going to show a hockey clip. We're going to show a great goal. We're going to show a great hit, maybe a fight. Who knows? No, we're going to actually do something totally different. We're going to show something totally different here because as we're about to find out, Travis White was a multitasker. He could do multiple things, uh, and he could, wasn't just a hockey player. We are about to find out, ladies and gentlemen, that our guest today here uh, on the Ice Guys show, Travis White, he was also a very, very uh, outstanding commercial actor. Furniture on consignment has more choices. No, furniture on consignment has bigger savings. I said more choices. Furniture on consignment. The official Thunder Superstore. Hey, Travis, may I ask you one question? Like, uh, do you know this team, which the Thunder, which plays in Western State Hockey League? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're the junior team, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played for El Paso Rhinos. So okay, I played in that yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. And I know a few guys from Sweden who played there as well. Like there, yeah, they there we there was a, a bunch of uh European kids when I yeah. was there in, in the whole league actually. They bring yeah, a lot of I was for Long Long Beach as well later. That's a Long Beach jersey. But, okay. uh, I, so I got traded, you know, there. There uh, there were some issues, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, small world. Yeah, the see. <laughs> yeah, he spent time in the states, Vito, for a bit. Yeah, Western Western States Hockey League is where he did most of your, most of your, most of your yeah, time years spent playing there. Season. Yeah, 
So there you go for Travis. He's not just mm-hmm. a hockey player back in the day. Great actor. Give him an Oscar for that. Uh, not just playing hockey, hawking cheap, affordable furniture uh, in Wichita, Kansas, right there uh, in one of the biggest cornball commercials you'll ever see. So uh, let's give Travis some credit. Well done, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that was um, – I, I didn't uh... – you know, receive an award or anything, but I, I could still like, we're still showing it. So I'll, I'll, I'm patient. I'll, I can wait. You know what? They should actually double, they should have doubled your salary at Wichita. I know they, they should have done something. Yeah. Come on, man. You're going to really give me. All right. So, uh, you know, we had some fun there. We're going to actually show something else now from uh, Travis. That's a uh, uh, hockey related. Here we go. This will, this will make him feel better. Look at that. Where's the volume? Look at that. One more time. Look at this wrap around here. Look at that. Yeah. There we go. Say that again. <laughs> well, you can tell this is 2010. Look at that. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just like a built-in arena feed. They just show like the scoreboard graphics when a goal is scored. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Scored by number 27, nice Travis White. Woo! First of the game. Yeah. Yeah, under. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, How about that? That's not a cheapie. That's not a no, goal where it banks in off somebody. Off. They wrap didn't it around put it in. in pro. More, more so in minor hockey. But, yeah, I'll take what I can get. There we go. That's one to be proud of. It's not one of these, hey, I banked it in off someone's backside or off the side of their leg or some shit. No, that went right in. That was a yeah. nice little wrap around the net. Caught the goalie off guard before he could get to the post. Nice goal. Let's give you your clap here. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well done. All right, now we're going to see if it's well done for you with picks today uh, on the uh, show uh, for these uh, Saturday uh, games. So uh, before we do that, though, let's recap uh, last night. We had four games uh, in NHL action. We'll start with Boston, Carolina. Look, Boston had to win this game uh, last night. There's no question about that. Uh, And they were able to get the job done. And by the way, we're going to try to do a little... There we go. We'll mute the uh, volume, but there we go. Try to do something different here. Give you a little highlight reel of each game as we recap it uh, here on the Ice Guys show. So there we go. Boston, Carolina from last night. Uh, Give the Bruins credit. Uh, This is a team that ended up uh, needing to get victory last night. They were without Hampus Lindholm on the blue line in the first two games. It really looked like Carolina was the deeper, faster team. But really the difference was, Look, give Cassidy credit, made a goaltending switch. Not that Allmark was terrible in game one and in game two, but I thought Jeremy Swayman stepped in yesterday and played extremely well uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins and gave them a chance, set, held them in there when it was one nothing Carolina. They tied it with a the short and a goal by Charlie Coyle was huge to get that right before the end of the first period, tied at one. And really it was as simple as we saw Brad Marchand sighting. We saw David Posternock sighting. I think Bergeron, this whole series, has been terrific. But finally, we got Posternock showing up last night. Big goal for him. Brad Marchand, same thing. The big guns were the big guns for the Boston Bruins last night. Uh, And that ended up powering them through to that victory uh, 4-2. I still think Carolina is going to win the series, and I sure as hell hope so, uh, because I bet them to win the series before it started, minus 105. I'm not certainly overly concerned for Carolina. 
But at least what Boston does by winning that game last night, they plant just a little seed of doubt, you know, on the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, for Carolina now, also, the Bruins did another thing in that victory. They dented the armor of the young Russian goalie, you know, Pyotr Kochetkov, who's played pretty well uh, so far in limited NHL action. So, you know, going into, the, you know, the next uh, game or two, you know, anti Ranta, let's see if he comes back. Um, fuck it with Frederick Anderson. I mean, this guy takes a whole decade, you know, to recover from injuries. So I'm not expecting to see him uh, anytime soon. Hell, he's not even skating yet uh, on the ice. So don't expect Freddie Anderson to show up anytime soon. So really, this is just a question of do they get anti Ranta back uh, in the next couple games uh, or do they have to go with Kochetkov? And like I said, the Bruins finally dented some of that armor. Uh, for the young kid last night. So all of a sudden we got a series and it's two one now uh, in favor of Carolina. Travis, um, what did you think of last night's game there? Carolina, Boston, and the series overall. Yeah, I just, I think I agree with you. I think Carolina, just their structure in general, um, their work ethic, obviously the catalyst of that is their coach Brindamore. Um, but yeah, Boston's top guys, they need to score if they have any chance to win. You know, they're they're a bit older. They're they're not what they were, let's say, last year, two years ago, three years ago. So um, they're going to need Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron, those guys to be going all the time. And they, they're going to have to capitalize on their power play as well. So, uh, but yeah, Carolina, they're, they're, they're too strong overall as a team. Um, their work ethic, defensive play, their structure, I think, is going to be too much for Boston in seven-game series. Yeah, I agree. That uh, blue line's not going anywhere. One through six, I think they're deeper there than Boston. Uh, I'll take McAvoy when Lindholm's in the lineup, which he was not last night, and I don't think he's going to be back in the series. Our fellow colleague on the show, Jimmy Murphy, who covers the Bruins, doesn't think he's coming back uh, at any point in this series. So uh, I'll take the depth of that Carolina blue line. There's a lot of questions and uh, with the uh, Bruins in the three, four, five, six uh, spots, I think on that blue line compared to Carolina, certainly more depth up front for Carolina. Boston just dug down, got the win they had to get last night. Game four is going to be the real test, you know, for Boston because Carolina will push back harder. And Boston, it's just as important they win that game uh, as it was last night. Going down three one back to Kakalaki uh, and Raleigh, you know, is not something they want to do. Uh, Vito, your thoughts on last night, Bruins Canes? Well, you know, Bruins grind as always. They grind all life and they grind. They grind the victories out. You know, that's what yep. Bruins do in playoffs. You know, they know what how to play it. And, you know, we also have two young goalies yesterday. So on an, on another show, I just said that I know I don't know which goalie, but one of the goalies will let in four goals. So that's why I went with over, you know, and that's ended up Kochetko letting in four. And that's three and oh to the over in this series. All the totals have been five and a half and every game's gone over uh, the total. Well, I can see actually second game maybe being tighter one, but that's for a story for another day, I think. So, but yes. uh, yeah, about this game, uh, well, yeah, there's, I think Carolina overall is a better team. They're just more depth, you know. I mean, and get Domi is also very good in that line. I'm a great addition, you know. And overall, yeah, they're a better team, you know, than Boston because Boston just like that third line and fourth line maybe are not so like if you just compare Niederreiter style and Jordan Fast to. Uh, and uh, like third line or for the Boston, that's the difference there, you know. So they can sustain, I think, more that pressure when it's needed, you know. And uh, they just play similar hockey, but you know, Carolina is just better at this hockey. So uh, we will see what happens. <laughs> Boston still grinds, you know. So we will see what happens, you know. I 
I, I haven't had much bets on this was my first bet yesterday on this series actually I missed on Colorado Colorado Carolina first two games well went with over yesterday pretty much that's it yeah all right there we go all right so on we go now we set the next game Toronto and uh Tampa Bay uh, of course played in the last night uh and we saw the Toronto Maple Leafs look they put their big boy pants on last night for all that leaf hate. We've railed on this team for years. They haven't won a playoff series since 2004. They haven't won a playoff series since MySpace was the dominant social media website. They haven't won a playoff series since uh, uh, high definition TV uh, has been around. I mean, it has just been an absolute um, disaster for the leaf franchise, but we'll give them credit last night. They had to go on the road, uh, tough environment, and they put their big boy pants on, and they played a man's game. And that is now the third game in a row, and we'll see if you guys agree, where I think at five-on-five five even strength, you could say you could make a case the Leafs have been the better team at five-on-five five in this series. They certainly were in game one. Even in the game two loss, much of the damage the Lightning did was on the power play. You know, five-on-five, five, the Leafs, I thought, were pretty even with the Lightning for much of that game. I think when you look at this series, five on five, they have given the Lightning a ton of problems, a ton of fits. Uh, I think their puck movement has been a, a problem for the Lightning. Their uh, their speed's been an issue, uh, and Tampa Bay is having a hard time coping with that. Uh, the penalty kill for the Leafs has stepped up. Unsung hero is probably the assistant coach on Sheldon Keefe's staff, Dean Chenault. He's done a terrific job. He He's the guy that oversees the penalty kill for the Leafs, uh, and they have just been outstanding in that regard for the most part. I mean, not so much in game two, but game one and in game three, uh, really good in that regard. Uh, and look, they've got not just Matthews and Marner. They're getting Nelia Mikheyev, Labushkin with a great pass to Colin Blackwell, as you're seeing right now uh, on the second Leaf goal. Uh, it was just absolutely a, a team effort. The defense was good. And it obviously, it goes without saying, Jack Campbell and Nett, some of the saves he made early in the game. The first 15 seconds, he's got like a da high danger chance right off the hop, and he makes a terrific point-blank save one-on-one -on, -one on Braden Point early in the game. And that told me, wow, this guy's ready to go. The save he made on Stamkos in the third period saved the game when it was still 3-2 for the Leafs, and then they put it away with the two empty netters, making over-betters very happy. If you had over six and a half, a little empty net magic for you, two empty net goals in the uh, final minute. Uh, to give the uh, Leafs a 5-2 win, send that game over the total. So, you know, Toronto, that was a statement last night. And now you, they've got a 2-1 series lead and a chance maybe to put the uh, Lightning on the brink. But, you know, with this series the way it's gone, it's kind of got that back-and-forth feel to it. You know the Lightning are going to come out firing big time. Game four at home, wanting to not fall behind 3-1. Uh, Travis, uh, you're not a Leaf fan. Uh, many of the people I know on this show that are on the show and watching the show are with you. They are not Leaf fans either. But nevertheless, we got to give them their due when they play well. And they played well last night. No, it, and I, I don't want to admit it. Um, but yeah, they have. And it's, it seems um, compared to other years, their depth is actually helping them. In other years, it was hurting them. Or they didn't know what they had. And actually, some of these scrums after the whistles, I think it, it's not hurting them as other years it would. It's they're responding to that, um, you know, just like even that camp goal, instead of trying to dangle just through the through the D-man's leg, Vasilevsky looks like they're going low blocker. I'm camp fed the breakaway. The other game did the same thing. And there's been a lot of a lot of the goals you've seen, like he's been way out of his net and it just doesn't seem like Vasilevsky 
um, in a regular game series, it's, it's almost like he's, you know, over committing and I don't know if they have the playbook on him because he is still probably the best goalie in the NHL, but um, you know, they're doing the right thing. Um, it, it looks like definitely with the, some of the goals they've been scoring. Yeah. There's no question. And look, Vasilevsky, he didn't have a good April. And I'm not saying he's been terrible in this series, but he has not been that guy that we saw two years ago or or last year or two years ago. Just a little off his game. I'm not saying he's been horrible. He hasn't been horrible, but he's just been that little notch down, that little notch below the standard that he has set basically for the last two years where he's led the team to a Stanley Cup. Uh, Vito, that was a big win for the Leafs, no, no doubt, wasn't it? Yeah, well, what I noticed was like, Tampa looks sometimes disinterested, you know, and uh, for example, they're just gliding around, not really skating. They get pressured in the zone, five on five, you know, and uh, players like Cooch, you know, if he doesn't get a puck position, if he's hanging in his own zone, it really kills his momentum a lot, you know. I just saw like he had some bad play, just bad luck there, you know, and that's how the games are lost, you know, so let's see if they can rebound, I guess, right? So, but overall, yeah, tough series. I think, yeah, Leafs are definitely more a little bit hungry for those victories. They have, you know, for them, it's just crucial to get out from that first round. And as I said before, you know, for the Leafs, all the last years, they had like in playoff first round Columbus or Montreal, you know, and now they and they are lost all the time in the first round. And now they have Tampa. So if you want to be the best, you're going to be got the beat also the best. So I think it's good that they have Tampa in the first round. I think it's a great, it'll be a great thing if they can beat Tampa. I think they can make a deep run then. Yeah, as much as I hate the Leafs, I've said it all along. If they beat Tampa Bay, sky's the limit for them. Because the monkey's going to be off the back. They're not going to have to hear about the from the critics and the doubters anymore about, oh, the playoff jinx, playoff jinx, can't win a playoff series. Bup, 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 bup. No, they're not going to hear that anymore. Uh, they're going to be able to relax a little bit, uh, and they're going to be able to just play after that. So we'll see if, uh, but they got a long way to go. If you think this series is over, you need your head examined. All right, because you know the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to come back strong uh, in game four. There's no uh, question. All right, St. Louis, Minnesota. Uh, Travis, I'll just throw this right to you immediately. What the fuck is a team supposed to do with three starting defensemen out? All right, and that is what the Blues had last night. Uh, Scandella, Nick Letty, and then to make matters worse, Tori Krug, who's arguably their most valuable defenseman, important defenseman, because he's just so good at both ends of the ice. He gets injured, leaves the game, and doesn't come back. And now his status for the remainder of this series is murky. How does your team cope with three starting defensemen out? To me, it's just a disaster waiting to happen. Communication breakdowns, turnovers, because guys are playing with uh, defensive partners that they're not used to. It's just a shit show it can be, and it sure looked that way in extended stretches last night for the Blues. Yeah, th this is one one series I, I haven't been following as much. Um, but, you know what, th that reminds me of the Leafs a few years ago with their decor. And without top guys in the playoffs, like you really have zero chance. Unless your goaltending is going to stand on its head. But just the amount of chances that you would give up with, you know, limited experience back there, it's, a, you know, pretty hard to do especially against a team like minnesota that is so relentless so um yeah that still gonna be a good series two pretty high caliber teams but yeah you're um you know you're gonna be treading water uh with that many guys out on the back end yeah exactly especially against a team that's got the uh, firepower without uh, without a doubt that minnesota does i mean with kaprizov and erickson eck Man, the guy's on fire now the last couple games in this series for the Wild. 
uh, Boldy and Goudreau and Fiala. I mean, it just goes on and on uh, with the dangerous uh, forwards that this team has. And we certainly saw that uh, on a display, no question about that, uh, in the uh, victory last night over the very depleted uh, St. Louis Blues uh, defense. And Craig Berube didn't have an update for any of the guys after the loss last night. So this is something you want to keep an eye on for the rest of this series to see if they get Scandella and especially Letty and, and Krug. You know, Letty and Krug are significant pieces to that St. Louis defense. And if they don't have them back for game four and beyond, it's going to get much tougher for them. Uh, Vito, uh, last congrats to Vito. Uh, he had a cash a ticket with Minnesota uh, last night. Uh, Vito, a nice, comfortable win for the Wild. Yeah, well, you know, they just are, got lucky to score early. You know, you get down 0-2, it's hard to get back in the game, especially if it's playoffs, you know, I think. And uh, overall, well, I think Minnesota didn't play bad at home, you know. They had a great last game. I checked the expected goals. I mean, 5-on-5, five five, they play good, you know, 4-on-4. Four four. There's a lot of 4-on-4 four four hockey as well, actually, in playoffs. If there's penalties, there's sometimes roughing and slashing on both of them, you know. And overall... I would anyways played Minnesota yesterday, even when the even when the guys would be in. I just have seen Blues somehow not not being ready for that first home game during the whole regular season, and that happened also yesterday. They were flat out. I mean, okay, a few guys were out, but I mean Minnesota were just outplayed them barely the whole game, you know. And uh, so yeah, I think Blue, well, but again, I think I'm Blue, I'm on Blues yet uh, tomorrow, and I, I just will wait for some updates on those injuries. But yeah, I think my play will be Blues tomorrow at home. All right, Blues tomorrow at Omaha. We wrap up with the last game uh, that took place uh, last night, Oilers and Kings. And have the Oilers completely taken over this series? And are we now at a place now where it's just the Kings have taken over? L.A. has got nothing left to respond with? I'm not so sure. Let's wait for game four. But that's two dominant games in a row by the Edmonton Oilers, where they not only look better than L.A., they look a lot better than the LA Kings. And I kind of hinted at this guys before the series that the Oilers, lots of playoff struggles, a lot like Toronto, but have they learned the lessons of the, you know, failures uh, of the last few years in the playoffs, they do have now more playoff experience with McDavid and dry Kane's been in the playoffs before. Uh, and now it looks like they're maybe ready to take that step. Potentially. They're still only up two one, see how game four plays out, but it looks like for LA other than Kopitar Brown, and a couple of the holdovers from those cup years, you know, Kempe's having a tough series a little bit. You know, he needs to be more of an impact. Last night was a tough night for him. You know, he's got to make an, he's one of the guys that have been uh, catalysts offensively for the Los Angeles Kings this year. So they definitely need more out of him. Mike Smith, give him credit after a horrible gaffe in game one, which cost them the game pretty much because it was the game winning goal after he gave it away. He's been terrific in two straight games. The Oilers have outscored. Uh, the uh, LA Kings uh, 14 to two uh, in the last two games of this series. So it has been uh, all Oilers two one series. And if you saw Todd McClellan, he was not a very happy head coach for the LA Kings 29 seconds. He said, I'm going to make it nice and brief, summarize it quickly. Uh, not a single person was good last night. You can name any one individual. None of them were very good. And then he said, someone's injured. And do you have anything more to ask? No, he said, good night. So <laughs> it was nice and short. He was not a happy man. Uh, why would he? I mean, that's two games in a row. LA's just been absolutely beaten down by this Edmonton Oilers team. Travis, is this series done? Or can LA come back and make this interesting again? Yeah, because no, two I, ugly I, games. Yeah, I think it's done. I, I don't think LA has the firepower. Um, and Smith, I think, you know, as unpredictable as he is, he, I think he can handle a team like this. Um, but like, 
I think the key guy in in I think the key guy on this team is uh, Evander Kane, and as much of a you know piece of shit you know he is as a person, as a player that that was a huge addition. Um, and it, it wasn't even that you know the three goals yesterday. He just he just brings that element, that grit, getting to the net, those rebound goals, and something that. Drysaddle and McDavid aren't scoring. You got a guy like him. You got a Hyman, which they you know haven't really had those other years. And if Nuge can you know chip in like he has been, um, there, I wouldn't say they're gonna you know do some damage in the playoffs. But yeah, they're gonna be able to handle LA uh, fairly easily, which I think a lot of people thought. Maybe there was a bit of surprise game one, but aside from that, I think it's it's gonna be a pretty easy. Um, however many games it will go it will go five probably go six but I think uh, Edmonton doesn't have to worry too much uh, alright so uh, I, I'm being told that the stream has been cut and I, I'm a moron for probably putting those highlights up I've never done that before and I think that we got flagged for copyright infringement so what I'm going to do is we're going to I'm going to send you guys both a new link and we'll right. restart the stream and we'll do the breakdowns of the Saturday games on that 